Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by lukewarm Luke Owen, D A D. Hello, Swamp Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver <coughs> Davis. Recording this after the AEW Dynamite podcast, which is unusual for us, but how the devil are you? Yeah, I'm okay. That means we can't do the the old excuse of oh, we've got to go and record the show now. Yeah. So we've got we've got to do a full ten minute intro <laughs> and a full ten minute outro. We certainly have, but we've got lots of like gifts and stuff. We're going to include the audio of us unwrapping the gift. I don't know how it's going to sound audio wise, but we're going to do it anyway. So let's not talk about it now because people need to hear mm. that portion of the podcast. But they're very cool to be laid out in front of us. Oh, yeah. This one in particular, very much excites me. Well, I've got a festival of friendship. We're not meant to say exactly what it is. I've got a famous <laughs> WWE angle. Uh, can you see in the background the painting of Kevin Owens and oh, Chris yeah, Jericho? Yeah, you can. There's a little. I mean, we could put that uh, on the desk. Because mm. it's got the broken TV screen, yeah. so you can break it yourself. I did see a someone, sculpture. I did see someone in the comments being like, "Oh, those title belts are wrong." Come on, it's a, it's a, it's a toy set. It's fine. What title? Because it was over. Yeah, Jericho was not the Universal Champion at that point. No, neither was Owens. I don't think. Was Owens could Owens lose to? Did he I feel like he Jericho lost after? Goldberg. He lost to Goldberg later that month. Oh, okay. So they did this angle. Then he lost to Goldberg. No, no, because Jericho was in Kevin Owens's corner. Yeah. At Fastlane when Goldberg beat him. Yeah, I don't remember that time. That oh, one. not not a good time it was. Um, we got this email here uh, from Daniel Wallace. Well, maybe not because he's asked suggesting this goes in the outro. Oh. So maybe I'll save it for the outro portion. Um, we have got this... Um, What's so good about the outro? I, I don't know. I mean, it is, it is pretty great when you think about it. So we've got this from Sakit, who says, Hey guys, I really love to used to try some famous Indian lines in your majestic British accent. Do you want to try these? Okay, so number one. I mean, apologies in advance. This is all in capitals. Do I have to shout it? Yeah, also apologies if this is anything that's bad. Do you want, should I put this into yeah, Google? Yeah, yeah, what the... I'm going to put this into Google Translate first, just in case. I don't want to be saying... I don't mind saying loads of swear words, but 
I wouldn't like to say I'm a big fan of. Well, it says dog. I will drink your blood. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, give that a go. You dog. I will drink your blood. Classic wrestling line. Yeah. So uh, give that a go. Kute. My Terracoon Pijonga. Uh, pretty good. Uh, I mean, we can actually hear what it's supposed to sound like. Try and give that some volume. I'd say it's pretty good, spot actually. on. You did really well there. Let's see what the other one is. This one is not in caps. You're not allowed to do the pronunciation. You've got to do yeah, it. You've got to do it. Yeah. Death. Uh, Whatever Simran is, you are alive in the district. That makes no sense. No. Do you think that Google Translate doesn't get it right? Because apparently this is Bangla. Right? Maybe change it to... Uh, change it to Hindi, is it say? Uh, Punjabi? No, it's right. Yeah, Punjabi. Nope. I mean, detected it as something else. What did it detect it as? What was my one? Your one was um, Hindi, I believe. Mm. Well, there you go. Fun stuff, that's... Good segment. Bit, bit of fun. Bit of fun. Um, Abby has emailed it as you say. Hi, Ollie and Luke. It's been a while since I've emailed you guys because a bunch of stuff that's been going on. I'll save all that for another time. I wanted to check in on how everyone's doing. Although I'm writing this on a Friday, you guys should theoretically have spent at least a day back in the office when you wrote that out. So how does it feel? The office? It's really quite nice. It's nice uh, recording stuff in person. Today was a fun day. Yeah. We got to play a bit of Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation. That was cool. It was nice to come back from eating my lunch and seeing like you, Andy, and Adam all playing Crash Bandicoot. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm tired from all those carbs I just ate. Yeah, I'm gonna sit down and watch Luke die at the same point seven times. I was telling Adam an interesting anecdote. Well, pause the game then. Uh, I guess I to I, I guess I have something more in the email. Do you guys have a must-watch movie list? I've watched some stuff uh, this year, like the Dark Knight trilogy, a bunch of DiCaprio movies, and Game of Thrones. I tried watching Lord of the Rings as well, but it was too freaking long. Any recommendations? <laughs> what as in movies of all time? Okay, I'm going to give you five like instantly off the bat. Okay, Ghostbusters, RoboCop, Terminator One, uh, Aliens, and The Thing. You go Aliens over Alien. Yes. It's a more. I mean, if he found that if he thought that uh, Lord of the Rings was too long, Aliens a bit of a, too much of a slow burn. Maybe you need Aliens because it's just like all the guns and all the aliens. But they like Game of Thrones. Well, they, they didn't say they liked it. They just said they've watched. It. Okay. Five movies. Just, just off the bat. Just, off like, the just, top just, of my just, head. Just think, no, without even thinking about it. Name. Okay. Royal Tenenbaums. Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, Rocket Man. I haven't even seen Rocket Man. <laughs> So I haven't even seen it. The Royal Tenenbaums. What's wrong with that? It was Wes Anderson for a starters. What's wrong with Wes Anderson? What's right with Wes Anderson? Everything. I've got this popular Roald Dahl book that I'm going to say. Do you know what this means? What the kids will really like. Jokes about Pulp and Jarvis Cocker. Yes! That's what the kids are after. Yes! <laughs> I don't care if the kids like it. I like it. Whack that. Uh, so in that case, Fantastic Mr. Fox, <laughs> and Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. So you can just keep saying where's Anderson. And Rushmore. <laughs> I think Rushmore's the worst of goals. I didn't like Rushmore. Son of a bitch. Um, Bill Murray's in it. Uh, oh, Bill Murray's in all of them. Yeah, exactly. You well, should love it. Uh, also, really quickly, do you listen to K-pop? I feel like it would very much be down Ollie's wheels. <laughs> Why? <laughs> 
Some bands I'd recommend listening to are Blackpink and Itzy, and if you're interested, those were great introductions to K-pop. I also recommend watching the music videos themselves and listening to the songs on Spotify because the videos have a lot more oomph. Thanks for everything you've done over the pandemic over the last five-ish years in general. Don't really know where I'd be without you guys, Abby. Abby actually also sent me a video reaction to him finding out I was becoming a dad. Oh. It was very sweet. Was were, very... were they were they happy? Oh yeah, he said like, son of a bitch. <laughs> no, no, it was, son of a bitch. it was actually a very nice message. It was really lovely. With the, what, what do you think about K-pop? I haven't heard of K-pop. K-pop. You've I haven't heard, heard of K-pop. I haven't you've heard, heard, you've heard Blackpink. I haven't heard of Blackpink. I've heard, I've heard of Blackpink because we talked about it on once on it. That one. I don't know what you're doing. Mm. I, I haven't heard that song. I, I'm not, I, I don't really go for K-pop, I'm afraid. But I remember one of my favourite things to do on holidays is to stay in an air-conditioned room away from the sun and heat and watch foreign TV. And despite being in Greece, I found a Korean channel subtitled in English and it was the balmiest thing and you had loads of the Korean soap operas which are completely off the wall but then there was also this K-pop uh, sort of top of the pops mm -hmm. but hyper edited and it would just be like you know zoo extreme zoom ins with the flat fla that's where I found out flower, flower. pose yeah, flower was a thing yeah. oh, so much fun uh, this one comes in from Shannos, who says, Hello, Luke. Habitual listeners of the podcast over the last five years have really appreciate the work you do with the Zoom Zoom. After listening to you and Chopper's fantastic AEW Rampage uh, pod, I have to ask, why wouldn't WrestleTalk have a weekly Rampage show? You literally made the case for it and the importance of CM Punk, this pivotal moment in wrestling history, the start of a potential industry shift. And the most of all, uh, and, and most of all, hope of exciting dream matches, storylines, win Khan, we trust. So why wouldn't WrestleTalk Podcast do AEW Rampage Weekly versus the clearly arduous, unpleasant task of doing WWE recaps? If it's a logistics thing or a business thing, I understand. If you could recommend another podcast that covers AEW or Rampage, that would really be appreciated. Thanks, loyal listener Elias. I would always recommend going in raw. Mm. And I know the Fightful Network have gone. Yeah. Like, they do like every single show, but Stephen and Larson uh, are my picks. But you're totally right. It's a business and logistical thing. Uh, we, can o we only have two people work Saturday. Um, we've tried to introduce new hosts. Hasn't worked out. So we've only got Pete and Tempest on Saturdays. And they have to prioritize the most popular show. And unfortunately, right now, that is SmackDown. Not unfortunately, but, you know. Yeah. That's that's the hot show. Well, let's talk about AEW Dynamite instead. Because we're going to be talking about CM Punk possibly dropping in the news that Brian Danielson is coming into AEW. Here is the show. Be patent, everybody. <laughs> Be patent. All right. Yeah. Uh, me fail English? That's impossible. Uh, the original thumbnail of this. What, what did it say? What was the? It said, it said actually it said be patient. Be patient. <laughs> Meant be patient, of course. CM Punk just teased Daniel Bryan pretty goddamn overtly, if you ask me. Oh, I mean, he basically said. Hey, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does Punk not like, so Punk is the worst surprise, like, giver, isn't he? 
Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I'm, I'm coming. I'm yeah, pretty I'm, much I'm, gonna I'm, show up at AEW. I'll be there on Friday. Yeah, and so, but, but, so is Daniel Bryan. Maybe I won't. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe I won't. But uh, yeah, also this Daniel Bryan fella, Bryan Danielson. Yeah, he's, he's pretty much. No, sorry, he's not coming here. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke and This is the AEW Dynamite Review Podcast. Sorry, did you want me to say the DAD? That's fine. I've done, I've done oh, the hand. Done the hand. Do, you know what the, do you know who did it? The crowd did it. The crowd <laughs> did it along with you. And I hope what else they'll do along is, UK viewers only, click that link in the video description below, beer52.com forward slash wrestle. Get yourself a case of 10 free craft beers. On us. For £5.95, that's just the postage you're paying for. Works out to 59p a beer. They've been excellent sponsors for us the last couple of weeks. I will be sampling this in the uh, after the main discussion point. And oh, what's, what's this? You may be thinking to yourself, what's that huge package behind Ollie Davis? It's, it's, it's not, not just, a small package. It's not just me. This was, uh, this was meant to come to us last year. Maybe, yeah, no, it was last year, wasn't it? It was. From uh, one of our loyal viewers. Do you know when this was started? The creation of this was started? 2019, October. October 2019. It's literally been two years in the making, us getting this large package. And uh, the, uh, Chris Jenkins, that's his name. He is a sort of carpenter uh, in his spare time, and he has made us something special. So we're going to open this at the end of the show. It feels like we're setting up a pro wrestling angle well, and the gobbledygook <laughs> is going to come out. And I also want to point out as well that this, uh, what this represents isn't just a great audience that we have. It's a time capsule of a pre-pandemic era world because this was wrapped up and sent before the pandemic kicked in, which then means it got sent wow. back to the US and has then sat in Chris's garage since then. What does October 2019 say to you? Uh, or disappointment. Panic attacks. Yeah. Yeah. October 2019? Oh, yeah. yeah that yeah, was just a bad time. Like, like, real disappointment. Do you know what it says to me? Making six videos about the same pay-per-view. Why not? <laughs> People need to know. Six times. Making six different videos about the same pay-per-view. And then having one of our most loyal viewers get in touch with me like, it's a bit much, guys. <laughs> Broke me. That was a pre-Adam Blompier time. It was, yeah. This existed before Blompier. Blompier did not exist before January 2020. It's also like a pre-release mm. era of WWE. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that, well, at the end of the show. But right now, we're going to talk about CM Punk's promo on Dynamite. By far the most exciting thing that happened on the show. Like, really by far, that's what we're going to get into. It wasn't like the most thrilling episode, which is baffling. It is baffling, because it was pointed out to you after you put your review up. This is the 100th episode of Dynamite. So it's Dynamite 100. Yeah. And you also, outside of that, it's the second, it's the first show after the CM Punk debut on Rampage. So you'd have thought that AEW would be like, let's try and knock this one out of the park. Let's, because we might have some new viewers coming into the product. Let's put on a really excellent show. And actually what they put on was the most unremarkable show that AEW probably ever put on. Still really fun. Yeah. Still loved it. Still like my favorite wrestling show of the week. Easily. I just, you know, 100th episode, first Dynamite with Punk on, expected more. But they certainly did deliver with this Punk segment. What happened is he comes out, huge CM Punk chants. They boosted the audio for Cold of Personality this time around. 
and he comes down to the ring. Tony Schiavone's there. He's set to do an interview with him, and he asks him, but the, the chants are so loud. Punk could definitely hear him. But Punk went, sorry, Tony, I couldn't hear you. Yeah. And the crowd just went crazy again. Punk is a master at manipulating the crowd. Yeah. It was so, so awesome. Like, the, I actually saw someone posting there, I do apologise because I missed their name, that just said, it still doesn't feel real. No. And it really didn't. Like, that is such a brilliant way to put that. When Punk came out, they kept saying, like, throughout the first hour, Punk's going to be on the show, Punk's going to be on the show. And in my head, I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I know that's happening. And then he came out and I was like, oh, yeah, he is part of this company now. This wasn't like a one-off thing on Rampage. Mm. This is now, he is part of this company and this is him coming out to do promos. And it was an excellent promo. It really was. And it was an excellent feel-good moment. And then he got teary-eyed again just because it's like, because the crowd was so into it and you could see that it meant so much to Punk. Mm. And like Tony Schiavone was marking out and everything. And it just made me like, Jim Ross said, I love professional wrestling. Yeah, and yeah, And I was like, yeah. yeah, Jim, we do. It was so, so cool. But it was borderline the same thing that he said on Friday. Whoa. No, he and, didn't, it didn't say anything new, you're right. And, well, apart from revealing that Daniel Bryan's going to sign with the company. Uh, Pretty big. Aside from that, but that was crowd-led more than punk-led. <laughs> and, you know, he How said... How do you know? And he said a few Maybe other names. Maybe he got the crowd to do that. Tony grabbed him before he went out and said, hey, pal, say Daniel Bryan when you get out mm. there. Um... But I was surprised that there was no, like, Darby Allen face-off. Like, there was no... Like, I thought, like, he was going to do his promo, and then Darby and Sting would come out. And they would have, like, a bit of a promo back and forth, maybe build the pay-per-view match and build some of the things between them, as what it was. It's just, Punk said, hey, Darby Allen, you're not the biggest, you're not the strongest, but goddamn, you got heart and this, that, and the other. And then Punk leaves. And then Darby Allen comes out for a match. And I'm like, huh. Sting does not interrupt people. <laughs> Sting is interrupted. Sorry. So hopefully that will happen next week. We've got a go-home show for All Out next Wednesday, so I imagine whatever big angle they've got to set that up is is there. That's when we'll get the face-to-face. And rightly so. You know, I, I think that's okay. But what the... the he, he sort of... Tony asks him, why are you here? And he, he runs through all those people, not just Darby Allen, but Penta yep. was the first name. Fucking love you, punk. Phoenix, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. He's mentioned a few times now. You see when he put out a tweet, a, just a random tweet, and then at the end it just said, hashtag Varsity Blondes. No, that is the sort of awesome thing Punk does. You know when he just like, you know, he's promo, yeah. first line back, puts over Britt Baker. Yeah. That's the sort of guy he is. Uh, Jungle Boy as well. Um, but he, he needs to prove to himself that he's the best in the world. And the best, the way he can do that is by beating Darby Allen, because Darby Allen would have been his favorite wrestler when he was 15 years old. Great promo. Fantastic promo. And in this, he was like, you know, the crowd started chanting, yes, you can do that. You are still the best in the world. And he lets the crowd really start going for the yes chant. And he says, "Uh, that's somebody else's shtick. And you might need to be a little more patient, okay? And then the crowd went ballistic for uh? because they were like, you know, the crowd were just doing yes chants because that's what yeah. wrestling crowds do. And then Punk was like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Brian Dennison will be coming soon. But be patient about that one. And the crowd were like, whoa, whoa. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yes, 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 even further. I think CM Punk is the new Sean Ross sap. <laughs> it was, yeah. A very, very cool mm. moment. It really sort of felt like it came out of nowhere. It was a very organic thing as well that someone backstage would be like, oh yeah, by the way, Danielson's coming in. 
And he was like, oh, that'd be really cool because I really like uh, Brian. He'll be a really yeah. nice guy to hang out with again. And now he's just like, I'm excited to see Danielson backstage. Maybe we can have some matches. And then I thought about, because you then did your thumbnail with the handshake thing. And I suddenly thought about like, oh, a punk Brian tag team. But like a lot, like you know, I don't know if I'm not, into that. not right away. Not saying that's the first thing you do. Like with, a with Moxley Anderson. Kingston, like a Moxley Kingston thing. You know, maybe eighteen months yeah. down the line of them both being there, and then they're just like, you know, the ships passing in the night. And rather than having a match together, they're just like, how about you and I go after the Young Bucks, and we get Punk and Brian versus uh, Matt and Nick Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I want the singles match against each other first, but why not? But, but that's one of the exciting things about this. The possibilities are endless. Just seeing, you know, you said, oh, it doesn't feel real. He was in the opening of the show, you know, yeah. the show credits. When he was standing next to Tony, I was like, oh. <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to get this every time he's with someone new in AEW. Yeah. So I like that they're, they're stretching that out. Next week is when I can see him next to Darby. It's when I can see him next to Sting. Yeah. What? There were, I had this moment when they were talking about, you know, a punk's you know, he's seen him next to Danielson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Loads, loads, of loads of times. I used to watch Ring of Honor. I'm a cool kid. Um, but like when they were saying, you know, oh, Punk's coming out for a promo later on, like Punk's going to make his Dynamite debut. I just had this thought. And it's such a dorky thought because I'm mm. such a mark, obviously, where I was like, he's in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who he's chatting with. Like, he's in the locker room hanging out with all of them, probably being like, hey, kid, what are you working on? Like, what's your match? Yeah. Tell me about the structure of your match. I'd like to know a little bit more about you. I mean, watch those tapes, kid, to <laughs> Kenny Omega. Uh, did you listen to any of Tony Schiavone's uh, podcast he did talking about the, the... So Punk did turn up with a few people, one of whom was uh, Sign Guy, Dudley Sign Guy. Was he really? Yeah, he was in the locker room, like part of, part of his entourage. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, two other notes on this. He signed off the promo just because I felt like the, the way... Because hold, the... On, hold on, hold on. Why is Punk hanging out with Sign Guy Dudley? Don't know. Maybe they're mates. <laughs> Is he? Did he train him in MMA? Probably. Good, good guy then. Because Sorry. because the Brian Pop took that was like the high point of the promo, and it seemed to have been spontaneous. The promo did kind of fizzle out at the end. You know, like people were like, "Is there going to be anything else? Yeah. What's going to happen? Is he going to say Bray Wyatt's name next?" Punk just is so good. He was like, he realised that. Hopped over very naturalistically to Giovanni's microphone and went, Oh, by the way, I just want to say, I love you, April, my wife. Yeah. And everyone was like, Dang! <laughs> <laughs> So that was very nice. AJ Lee, of course, now to AEW. Well, I mean, they've got the Casino Women's Battle Royale, and it has only got nine names announced, which I'll be honest, is way more names than I was expecting to have been Ruby announced. Solo, sure. And there are 20 entrants in this. So that's oh. 11 names. It's there. all Ruby. It's, so, you know, Ruby, uh, the, Iconic, Ruby. Uh, the Iconics, I would mm. imagine, AJ Lee. Um, Mickey James. Mickey James, surely. you would have thought, would probably be one of them. Maybe Melina, Diona Perrazzo. I'd like to see, like, Jordan Grace. Like, there's a lot of women from, like, Impact that I'd really like to see yeah. jump across. Uh, one more thing on the promo. And I think it's arguably... No, it's not the most important thing. He teased Brian. But it, 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 it hit me quite a lot. He is getting rid of the voice of the voiceless name because he said, this was such a beautiful line. We don't need it anymore. This place has a voice and the people in the back listen. That's such a great line, yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we should take Booker T's side on this. <laughs> who woke up one morning and was like, oh, what terrible opinion could I have this week? And it's terrible. Oh, pat me on the head, Vince. 
Please, Vince. And his terrible opinion of the week is just like, no, I don't think it was that good. I think he actually, it was actually one of the worst wrestling returns I've ever seen because he was talking about ice cream bars and WWE for the entire promo. Yeah, he said, like, so his idea was that it should just all be fun and jolly. He wants Punk to do a spin rooney is what I got. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yeah, even, I, you know, so I know people who I respect the opinions of who are like, eh, I wouldn't have done it like that. Yeah. So maybe that's what Booker Exactly. Said. I think Booker T is entitled to his opinion, even if it's wrong. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, let's see what you guys think on the Omega chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Get them in there. Uh, Deadpunk1905. Hey guys, third week working. Ugh. Seen most of the show so far. Things are shaping up well for All Out, and it may take me a few weeks before I stop getting emotional whenever Punk shows up. Charles Berg. I forgot how good CM Punk is at promos. It's a special skill that very few wrestlers have ever been able to have. He sounds like a friend sitting across from you having a chat. I want Punk versus Archer, so Punk versus Roberts. 
can go toe to toe in a promo war. Oh man, Pro like Punk cutting a promo on Jake Roberts and like his former alcoholism and things like that. Like there's a lot of ta lot to be tapped into there. Wrestling talk sign guy. If it makes you feel better, Ollie, I cried at CM Punk's debut. Too. I didn't cry at it. Jeez, and the re and the replay. I'm watching the pipe on the day before. I'm listening to Jim Cornette, the old man who yells at wrestling, call his debut perfect and better than how he would have booked it. I, I heard this. I, I did too, yeah. I, I mean... Booker T's the new Cornette. <laughs> 2021. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. It's a crazy year already. Cornette, second thing Cornette has said positively. He, he said very nice things about AEW and Tony Khan about the Bobby Eaton tribute. Yeah. Did. Well, you know, let's wait until Kenny Omega does something because then it'll be bad again. Matt Hennessy. I saw a few people mention how uh, BW... Bray Wyatt? B, the oh, the right. initials BW was on punk sneakers. That can only mean one thing. WWE ECW legend Brandon Walker to AEW confirmed. Braden Walker. Braden, sorry. I'm going to steal that joke. That's really good. Yeah. He confronts Omega after All Out and says, knock, knock, Kenny. <laughs> says, who's there? Braden Walker. Braden? Braden. Braden. Braden Walker, and I'm going to bash your brains out. One of my all-time favorite early internet meme, like wrestling internet meme videos, was the Braden Walker three-disc DVD set. <laughs> so he only had like two appearances for <laughs> two, WWE. Two matches and three backstage segments. And it's like, <laughs> include both ECW matches. <laughs> and they're using like other clips from other DVDs where mm. like, one of the greatest wrestlers I've ever seen in the ring. Ben Vlerick. After everything I heard about AEW, I finally checked it out because of Punk, as many did I assume. And this is the best they can do? Big letdown. You got the extra eyes on it, now's the time to step up. Not a good first impression, big fat meh. So this is someone who hasn't been watching AEW. Yeah. Hey, oh. Ben, I th just please. They're so much better than the show. Not that the show was bad, but yeah, we, we, we agree with you, but stick with it, please. Stick with it. Rain Tech. Hi, lads. First, CM Punk to AEW confirmed, era AEW podcast. This week's Dynamite felt a bit off for AEW standards, but I think they were still riding the punk hype train. Hoping for a banger go-home show next week. Rampage card for tomorrow looks great. It does. It does. It's a really great card. But like, actually, like to that point that Rain Tech just made then, I think a lot of people have said about Dynamite for the last couple of weeks, because the last few weeks of Dynamite have just been sort of like, okay shows. They've been pretty average even though we are building up to All Out, which is arguably their WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. And people have felt like, I haven't really felt like it's All Out season. And one of the excuses was, that's because they're just waiting for the Punk debut. Then once the Punk debut happens, then they can really kick things off. Well, this was after the Punk debut, and it still didn't really feel like they were kicking things off. No. Uh, Captain Pixie. Hey, guys, unpopular opinion, but I don't get the hype behind Daniel Bryan. I've only ever seen him in WWE, and I know he's one of the best, but I'm completely indifferent to him as a wrestler. Are there any non-WWE matches that could change my mind? That's an incredible statement, <clears throat> Captain Pigs. He was like, I appreciate he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. But he starts nothing for me. Nothing for <laughs> um, I'm completely indifferent on him. Pre-WWE Daniel Bryan Danielson matches to recommend. His Nigel McGuinness ones are the most famous, although they haven't aged well mm. because... They just headbutt the ring post for a while, and it's quite sick. Um, but that sort of stuff, all these pure championship work in Ring of Honor is very good to watch. Um, but yeah, maybe see him how he is in AEW, outside of WWE. I'll just do one more. Mem Mem Man, 3310. Or, or Mean Man. Mean Man. Mean Mean Man. 
When Punk said he was no longer the voice of the voiceless, I thought that meant he wouldn't be able to be controversial because AEW didn't have anything that needed to be called out for talent's sake. Then he dropped the Debray hint and proved me wrong. Do you want to see these last four on this topic? Okay. Uh, Sean McBride. Hey guys, long time viewer but first time Omega chatter. Hearing CM Punk tease Brian Danielson on Dynamite last night has me that much more excited for the Grand Slam show next month, which I'm going to. Oh. Love you guys. Thanks for all you do. Jam that jam. Uh, Giande Gia. I'm kind of glad it was a bit of a come down after the sensory overload that was CM Punk's debut, SummerSlam and TakeOver. I popped hard for the Danielson tease. I like this episode. Jam that jam. Uh, Truman Spearing, I was there being a part of the Yes Chance, and seeing Punk was great. Love you guys. Love all the positivity. Well, it's nice to say that people are saying that we're positive about the world of wrestling, because yeah. a lot of people think that we're just like incredibly negative about the world of wrestling. Well, I am very negative a lot of the time about one company. Ten Ruzza, finally. Guys, I am back to being a kid again and giddy with joy every time Punk is on the mic. He is the best on that mic, in that ring, even on commentary. <laughs> Nobody can touch me. I added a few bits in there. Also, AC and BW on his shoes. So interesting. So, of course, Braden Walker. Yeah, and of course... Um, Who's AC? I'm trying to think of a good joke, because I know what the actual answer is. Adam Cole, baby. Oh! <laughs> did not get that. But I was trying to think of a really funny answer. Like I was like, Adam Bomb, no, that's AB. Uh, AC. Who's an AC? Who's a rubbish answer AC. for AC? A AC Milan? Adam. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle. Click the link below, UK viewers only, and you can get yourself a case of 10 free craft beers. Oh, look at, listen to that photo. Oh, Ooh. and a little bit came out. It's all on my face. <laughs> it's like a geology sponsorship uh -oh. all over again. Uh oh. Um, yeah, you only have to pay £5.95 for the shipping, but it's well worth it. Uh, in this month's box, which is coincidentally Chicago themed, the stars aligned quite nicely like the Chicago uh, banner thing. This one's called Karaoke Tears, which is from a Chicagoan brewery called Temperance Beer Co. Mm. Tell me about it, tell me about it. I can't, I've actually had it three I, times. Because I, I can't drink it, so I have to like, mm. enjoy it through you, so tell me all about it. It's hoppy, it's light. Oh. It's, it's like drinking a little bit of cloud. Oh. Um, I'm not very good with some, like if it's not chocolate, I can't really taste it. <laughs> Obviously, if I can read the uh, magazine. No too. actual tears. That late night karaoke haze, we've all been there. Oh, when emotions like... run high and the song cue keeps building, when our tuning isn't quite there and everyone knows it, when we absolutely crush it but no one cares, sometimes tears follow. Brewed to celebrate those off key moments in front of friends. So also, 6% nice. uh, as well, so be careful with that one. Uh-oh. Um, this bright orange citrusy tropical wonder is a double dry hopped with Idaho Gem and Idaho 7 and brewed with a two-row barley, flaked oats, flaked wheat, and a kiss of C20 malt. I got all of that. Yeah, beer52.com forward slash wrestle. You get 10 free beers, and it makes us look good. So, we, we'll win. It's yeah. an all-win round. Uh, so a couple of suggestions for that AC. Antonio Cesaro is a very good one. Yes! And I forgot he had a first name. And Apollo Crews. Yes. Okay. But obviously it's it's Adam Cole, baby, because he is uh, apparently a free agent come Friday. Oh, oh, oh. He's doing an, a Mattel Zoom call today for WWE Action Figures. Really? Yeah. 
Stephanie's Stephanie Stone, yeah, yeah. Pete Dunne was involved in a main event angle on uh, NXT, so he's probably sticking around as well, isn't he? It's not going to take four weeks worth of television. They, they know what they're doing. Uh, right, this episode of Dynamite. So we've already mentioned CM Punk was in the opening video, like, credits. Ah! <laughs> uh, but the, the opening... So this was the first thing new viewers who might not have watched Rampage. They might have just watched CM Punk debut on YouTube and then like, man, I'm not in Friday night, but I'm going to check out the flagship show Dynamite on Wednesday. And they tune in and they, they, it opens on Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy. Which, I, you know, this is the culmination, really, of a month, six-week-long feud. Orange Cassidy is one of the most protected over people in the company. Matt Hardy has all that mainstream name recognition. But Cassidy is a star to AEW fans, and they wrestled a comedy match. Not what I would have done. What would, which match would you have put on in its place? I would have probably started with the tag match, and I would have given it longer. I think that's actually a fair argument. Yeah, I, you've I, got the Bucks there. Yeah. You've got Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus at ringside. ringside. Penta and Phoenix versus Pillman Jr. That's AEW to Garrison. me. I mean, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying, actually, because I thought when they had Cassidy Hardy open the show, I was like, well, that's pretty smart because that is a guy who has been a legit needle mover for AEW in Orange Cassidy. And if you're coming in and you're a lapsed fan, you're like, oh, my God, Matt Hardy is here as well. That's pretty cool. So I got it. I got what they were going for. But I agree with you, it was a comedy match. And mm. if you're, this is like your first time seeing Orange Cassidy, that might be a bit of like a, oh, I'm not sure. Because he is Marmite. Yeah. There are people that really like him. I am one of those people. But there are people that really don't get it. And I totally, Louis Zangor. And I totally get that. Well, Louis hates everyone So in AEW. So I totally get that argument. I totally do. And I absolutely agree. I would have opened with the tag match as mm. well. Because the tag match was super duper fun. Yeah. This was a good match, though. Like, mm. it wasn't just comedy. They, they had that nice, serious blend through which Cassidy's so good at doing I thought it's one of Hardy's better showings he got busted open though near the end of the match yeah. blood everywhere Cassidy won uh, after hitting a swanton bomb with his hands in his pockets uh, well he did a bit ben. more after that he also did like a twist of fate and stuff but pin had like a pinning combination with his hands in his pockets yeah. to, to get the win but yeah Hardy got busted open something fierce mm. Uh, during this match. Malachi Black cut a promo backstage saying that if he doesn't beat Brock or doesn't apologise to him afterwards, he's going to target each member of the Nightmare family. Cool. Jericho comes down to the ring and he says everyone's got something to celebrate this week in wrestling. Well, what a historic week. Um, but he hasn't because he's lost three times now to MJF and he tapped out on the last time and it just keeps on eating away at him. So MJF... I'm making a challenge to you at All Out. One more time, me and you, my career's on the line. Uh, yeah. So... Oh, you did? No, 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 no I, I totally get it. And, I, and actually, I'm really... I think this is going to be a very good final match. I just think that because he's now lost to him three times, and this is now like my career is on the line, it has sort of telegraphed the finish. Oh. Whereas I think if, if MJF wasn't the fifth labour, like you had to go through the five labours in order to get to MJF, yeah, and then MGF was like, "You can only have the match if you put your career on the line," and that's the third match between them. Maybe that would have created a sh like a shred of doubt of like, will MGF beat him for three times, or will Jericho actually like, mm. retire, or like, will he get the win? But I think now because MGF's beaten him three times, and one of them was only a couple of weeks ago, 
that there's last very much week. last week. Yeah, that there's very much telegraphs that Jericho's winning. But you were the person telling me a month ago, Jericho's going to retire. No, he's, no, he's moving I, on. No, and I he's just it. released the book. Yeah. Celebrating it, 30 really years feels, of wrestling. And it really does feel like it, but now it doesn't feel like it's a retirement storyline. Mm. Once it was Wardlow, it stopped feeling like it was a retirement mm. storyline. Yeah, I, I probably agree to, to not have wrestled last last week because that's two matches now on All Out, which we've seen within a couple of weeks of each other. Which feels very mm. un-AEW. Mm. Uh, but that we had to wait for Punk's debut. <laughs> MJF accepted. I, I'm... I'm actually into it. Uh, I get those points, but there's something about it. I'm just, I, I'm, I genuinely don't know whether Jericho is just going to become a commentator. He said he wouldn't leave AEW, but he would not wrestle in AEW. Yeah, he's going to be a full-time yeah. commentator on Rampage, or if he wins, I don't know. Yeah, I think it will be. I think it will actually set up a really emotional edge of my seat match. I think it, um, I have no doubt that it won't. It will be a good match because their last matches that they've had have been really, really good. Speaking of good matches, mm-hmm. we got the Lucha Bros versus the Varsity Blondes up next. The Varsity Blondes awesomely cutting a promo in like a high school <laughs> locker room. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's such a good way to present them. Yeah, it was really cool. And this match was so much yeah. fun. Like it, it felt like it was all Lucha Bros with the Varsity Blondes getting a little bit of offense towards the end. But this was cool like 98% Penta and Phoenix. And there was, this, there was this moment when Pillman and Garrison were on the outside, like they were down. And Penta is sort of standing there on the ring and he's like, sends Phoenix into the ring. Phoenix runs the rope and he runs back and he does this dive into Penta. But Penta then grabs him and like overhead suplexes him into Pillman and Garrison. It added, like, because like Phoenix is wickedly fast anyway, mm. but this added like extra torque and speed into it. I mean, Raising didn't break the sound barrier. Like, yeah. it was so quick. Is it a yeet? Was that I a don't, yeet? I don't think he yeeted him. No. 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 A he, might, he might have Tobied him. Cobied? Well, no, Tobied. Tobied. Toby. Uh, it was great, and also you had Jurassic Express at ringside. They'll face them at Rampage on Friday, which has actually been taped already. And God damn it, I know who won. Just trying to avoid spoilers, but those goddamn dirt sheets put it everywhere, don't they? Well, they need to get them kicked out of the arena, sharpish. There yeah. might be dirt sheet writers in the building. Because um, like, uh, it's know, meant to be a four, four and a quarter, four and a half star match. Is though. It, oh yeah, that's what people say. Because I've heard those dirty writers really do damage the viewing figures, which is why NXT did one of its best numbers this week. No, if we're going to talk about that, sign an NDA. Well, I, just yeah, get the just yeah. get the audience, and then they know they're not meant to leak. That happens all the time. Yeah. I don't get. We why. we've worked in like the in movie review industry. Yeah. Like it happens anytime you go to a movie screening. It's like yeah, you got to sign an NDA. You're not allowed to talk about this. Yeah, I do. I just why don't they do that? <laughs> why don't they do that? Why did they do that? Uh, Penta was in his Joker costume as well, which God love him. I saw some. I can't remember who it was now. Said on Twitter that just like I've got a lot of respect for Penta because he spent a lot of money on that Joker costume just for a pay per view, and then thought, no, no, it's not just for a pay per view. I spent a lot of money on this. It's gonna get. I'm gonna get its money's worth out of it. I remember when Mickey James did that with a Wonder Woman outfit. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's cool. And then it kept showing up on Raw, and I was like, Raw's Raw's not the time for this level of coolness. Uh, the Young Bucks were also on the ramp, of course. The winners now of Lucha Bros and Jung- uh, Jurassic Express will face the Young Bucks at All Out for the titles in a steel cage. Oh, yeah. So that's that's actually built quite nicely. I was down on it when it was announced, this tournament was announced last week. It just felt like a rush job. But now we're in the thick of it. I'm like, 
cool. It's all yeah. great. And I really enjoyed the post-match angle of this as well. Mm. You had the Young Bucks uh, at ringside with Gallows and Anderson, the Super League there with minus Kenny Omega. And afterwards, they go down to the <coughs> ring while Jurassic Express and the Lucha Bros are facing off against each other. And they push. I think it was they push Jurassic Express into the Lucha Bros. And then, look at them and be like, oh my god, these guys, they're, they're trying yeah. to hit you and stuff. And I was like, oh man, I hope they don't brawl, because that would be so lame. And they just looked at me and was like, we're not idiots. Yeah. And then they all just beat up the young bucks and send them to the outside and stand tall and shake hands and celebrate, which I was like, yeah, smart baby faces. Yeah. They're not dickheads. Like, they can see what's going on. And Jungle Boy and Phoenix, who were the two that did the dives, like, Jungle Boy just grabbed Phoenix's head afterwards and was like, yes! <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, unfortunately, I'd say that, that then, we, then we went down because we got Jamie Hayter versus Red Velvet um, sort of building off this Britt Baker feud storyline thing mm -hmm. and this was not a good match um, I don't know who was at fault for it but the sort of most glaringly obvious botch was near the end Jamie Hayter's lying down Red Velvet's going to do a standing moonsault she does a standing moonsault totally misses Jamie Hayter Jamie Hayter doesn't roll or anything I don't know how I don't know how you missed it. It's that. impressive. It's, actually, it is genuinely impressive that she missed it. And then Jamie Hayes was like, sat up like, uh, buff, 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 clothesline wins. And it was just like, and then the heels, so Britt Baker and Rebbe started being that Red Velvet. Then Chris Statlander comes out and saves Red Velvet. I'm just like, why didn't you just do a tag match? Why wasn't it just Statlander and Velvet versus Hater and Baker? Yeah, would have been great because this crowd really wanted to cheer for Baker as well. Like she, the other, like Baker got the like Jamie Hayter came out not too much, and then as soon as Baker walked down to the stage, the crowd came alive. The crowd also booed Red Velvet when she attacked mm. Baker on the apron, and it doesn't bode well for Statlander either when we no. get into Chicago because like I think Baker is going to go into that match as the babyface. I get that Baker is a heel character, but it's not. It's like you know when we're all like, ah, oh, guys, you've just. Turn Roman heel. People are booing him anyway. It's kind of similar here. Like, stop going against the grain. Don't turn her fully babyface because that's not within her character. But make her a tweener at least. Don't ob so obviously set her up in a heel shtick that's with the, two heel henchmen. That's the that's the deal, it. isn't it? Because like it is, they're, they're still giving her the heel spots of like trying to get up onto the apron to interfere and things like that. Like mm. you can make her, she can still be the same character but not be an out-and-out -out heel. Yeah. It can work, but they are still booking her as if she is still like the dastardly heel. And I don't think it's working. It's going to flatten out everyone else because Statlander's getting booed, Velvet's getting booed. Not, yeah. not loads, but do you want to... You could just... Also, just do Thunder Rosa. I don't know why we're holding off on this for so long. Well, I think she's going to win the Casino Battle Royal. Okay. Uh, the Dark Order are fighting... Oh, oh. God, this was heartbreaking. Evil Uno's cutting a promo and he kind of sort of buries Alex Reynolds and John Silver. This sets Reynolds off and Reynolds is like, just because you've got the number one in your name doesn't mean you should be the leader of the Dark Order. I'm like, oh no, this is just... When they said that, obviously my heart was breaking, but I thought, this has just opened up. Raven's going to be the leader. <laughs> Bray Wyatt's going to be the leader. Adam Cole. <laughs> Adam Cole's going to be the leader. <laughs> like we, yeah. we signed off on Evil Uno. But I would love if this is going to set up Evil Uno and Grayson versus Silver and Reynolds at All Out. Yes. Dark yeah, Order yeah, yeah. versus Dark Order. The Dark Order implodes. I like that. And then yeah. they all embrace afterwards. Yeah, that's good. This is very, very well done. It is. And, yeah. and it's like a different kind of wrestling feud. Really yeah, like I'm into it. it. 
Uh, then we got the punk stuff, which we've already covered. Goddamn half my notes there. Uh, because I certainly don't have any notes on Darby Allen, John Moxley, and Eddie Kingston versus the Wingmen. Uh, Miro also cut a promo yes. on Eddie Kingston because I think they're going to have their match at Grand Slam in uh, New York City. Perfect. It's going to be an incredible time to do that. Yeah, and then we, New York, of course. And then we got this Yonkers. Uh, and then we got this six man tag. Yeah, it was Alan Moxie and Kingston versus the Wingmen. Um, and I thought there was a lot of fun stuff in this. Yeah. I particularly like um, Ryan Nemeth getting in and being like, hey, Hollywood Hunk, and all this sort of stuff. And then he chops Kingston. He's like, hey, <laughs> and chops him really hard and he falls down and then Benoni gets in and kind of like do that uh, and he's like can't chop him trying to shoulder tackle him it doesn't work Moxley blind tags himself in and they do very house mm. show yeah this and it was a lot of fun and really was just there to give Darby Allen another big win not only that he pinned the biggest <laughs> guy in the match in JD Drake which I thought also was very very smart because like, Punk's promo was you're not the biggest you're not the strongest but you've got yeah. all the heart and that was this was then shown to you visually immediately after. immediately after yeah. so I thought that was very very smart yeah it's alright yeah it's, it's rem like crazy because they built this so organically throughout the years that you step back and look at this Darby Allen is in a feud with CM Punk his manager is Sting and his best mates are Eddie Kingston and John Moxley that, that's that's pushing a guy to the moon right there. Oh, yeah. And it's never once felt forced. So hats off to them for that. Uh, yeah, I just... It, apparently this was a last-minute change, Dave Meltzer was saying, I believe. Mm. It was meant to be an EverRise thing. Mm. One of EverRise has just had a kid. So oh, okay. They've come up D-A-D, all that. Mm -hmm. Stealing. Everyone's stealing your gimmick. Pages... Paige and Everise's kids will be the same know, age, all, roughly, as yours. All around the same time, yeah. We're going to hang out together. Well, yeah, I mean, they're all going to sign for AEW at the same time. <laughs> uh, what do you think of JD Drake's outfit here? I thought it was cool. Not a fan? I liked JD Drake back in the singlet days. I got uh, Mr. Wrestling Kevin Steen vibes. No, but I, here he was yeah. dressed... Like Roadkill. Like Baron Corbin. I got more roadkill from uh, from ECW than, mm. than anything else, but I, I, I thought it was quite cool. I and mean, it also makes him stand out a little bit from the other wingmen. And I then, think his look generally does that. The only thing I would say is like my my big negative, and if I were to be a, a negative Nancy, a a Patricia a nitpicker, it was um, I just made that up, and it and it's, and it's sorted, <laughs> and it basically didn't work. Um, is that after the match, like? Danny Garcia attacks um, Darby, Darby Allen to like no reaction. It's like, mm. well, yeah, it's because Darby Allen has lost all the time on uh, on Dynamite, and also Darby Allen's feuding with CM Punk. Like he's got a match against CM Punk at all out. So like Dab Danny Garcia attacking him is just like, well, that's a big mistake. Yeah, like that's a bit of a step down. I think they're obviously going to have some form of match either next week or after the Punk match. But yeah, I have to. I think it's got to be next week to give yeah. Allen another win going into because like they were putting everyone commentary it's like man he's won like 20 of his last mm. 22 matches or something along those lines uh ty conti is getting interviewed backstage the bunny shows up she's like do you want to join the hardy family office ditch those dark order geeks and she's like no buff, 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 buff. i kind of forgot conti was part of the dark order it'd be nice if she was in the mix with this split storyline yeah it's because she was there with like basically anna jay was the one mm. who brought her in because anna jay's not around she's just like not really hanging out with them anymore it just fell a I'm bit like, flat. When... I, I said, it's probably on BTE. Yeah. Probably... <laughs> well, when the bunny said, why are you always with those Dark Order guys? And 
on Dynamite. I don't think I've ever seen them together <laughs> no, for a year. I think the last time I saw Ty Conti with the Dark Order was the Brody Lee tribute show. Uh, uh, but they, they've got a match on Rampage. Cash Wheeler is back. They had a video package. Uh, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler are going to have a match next week against Santana and Ortiz. I thought they were doing the pay-per-view. The pay-per-view is a bit stacked. And, and this feud really... It's not that stacked. They've announced, what, four matches? Five matches so far? Yeah, but you're going to have the, the Dark Order match. Well, I'm, I'm only speculating there. But I mean, also, it's an AEW pay-per-view, so it's going to go six uh, hours long. There's space for it. But yeah, Cash Wheeler was putting over the idea that he's got permanent nerve damage in his arm. This might be his last match. But they can... That they're letting him have this last match. But this might be the last one. And I was saying this to Luke. I was like, God, I hope he's okay. And you right, rightfully said, they're letting him wrestle. It's a storyline. <laughs> So yeah, I've been worked. Yeah, yeah, well done. And then we got the Elite promo, where essentially the Super Elite came down, Christian interrupted them. This was a bit confusing. Christian was like, here's a video. And it was a video that was a clip of him as a kid and then a clip of a guy doing an interview about Don Callis booking Kenny Omega as a 10-year-old. And then it cuts back and Christian's like, see? Yeah, and he, like, he literally goes like, now that may have been confusing to some people. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm one of them. It was probably shown on BTE or something, mm -hmm. or shown on, I don't know, Dark Elevation or something or other. This, um, you know when they do promo segments that don't further a storyline? And at the end of it, you're just like, well, I've seen this already and this has not advanced anything. That was this segment. And I bust a gut laughing when Frankie Kazarian ran in. I was like, of course Frankie ran in. Because every segment does this. Mm. The, the heels being a little bit, Frankie runs down to make the save, and then Frankie loses a match. Like, that's what this storyline is. He's the crappiest elite hunter I've ever seen in my life. He might have beaten one of them on Impact that t 20 people saw. He's really good at hunting... Uh, I've only got Braden Walker in my head now. <laughs> Brandon Cutler. Brandon Cutler! <laughs> He's only good at beating Brandon Cutler. Um, this did have some great lines, though. Kenny looked at him and said, you think you know me? Yeah. You think you know me? Don Callis was going full on Ric Flair, like taking off his scarf, taking off his jacket. But everyone was really good. But yeah, didn't really do much. So they announced Cage and Kazarian versus uh, Omega and Cutler, I think, for Rampage on Friday. Mm -hmm. um, John Moxley cut a promo. He is facing Kojima. Yeah, and this is... I get that, you know... He is a very much a legend. He's a former IWGP heavyweight champion. He's like a very much a legend of New Japan. I think this is qu quite a step down from Hiroshi Tanahashi. Which was never overtly said, but that was reportedly the backstage plan. Yeah, I mean, like, Ishii. There's a, there's a lot of other... I get, yeah, Kojima's a legend. I'm not that familiar with him. I don't think many other people in that audience were going by the crowd reaction. I don't think this is going to be... Yeah, this is not... I, I'm sure, do you know who's going to love this? John Moxley. Mm -hmm. um, then we got... This might actually have been my least favourite thing on the show. Oh, quite comfortably. The Gun Club versus the Nightmare Factory in a trios match with Paul White on commentary. Um, nothing happened. And QT Marshall sort of has... He's going to win the match against Colton. And he just starts looking up at Paul White. And Paul White's like, well, you just look at me. And he stands up. QT gets distracted, rolled up, uh, and beaten. What is this? AEW Raw? Yeah. This was crap, lad. Like, this mm. was... 
Cutie Marshall has got a, a big match. He's got one of like the big matches at All Out. So you beat him two weeks beforehand in a six-man tag by Billy Gunn of all people. It was Colton. Was it Colton? Colton Gunn. I think that, is that worse? I, th- I, I think know. I think it's slightly better than him being beaten by Billy Gunn. Mm. But like, he beat the lads. Like, but, how, how the hell am I supposed to get excited about him having a match with Paul White now? Yeah. When all Cutie Marshall has done all year is lose. And it's a distraction for A distraction for By someone who's tall. Oh my god, it's you know, so... I nearly swore then. It's mm. so rubbish. Was that very out of character, that. That was like the most sports entertainment I've ever seen. Like, I like sports entertainment. That was the most 2021 Raw I've seen yeah. uh, AEWB. And because I forgot that Malachi Black versus Brock uh, Anderson was happening on this, I thought that was the main event. I literally was like, how in the hell is this the main event of the episode? Because I also oh, saw God. there wasn't a lot left of the show. Uh, we got a brief backstage promo of Dan Lambert explaining oh, that he's now with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page because Ethan Page legit got two black belts. Scorpio Sky legit used to do MMA. I didn't know that, actually. Um, but he just cut this amazing promo. AEW fans are woke. They're snowflakes. Oh. You're sitting there with your $8 soy lattes. Yeah. Oh, my God, it was so good. The line, <laughs> Roast me. Roast me. The, the line that I loved the most, and I've been saying it all day around the office, and I'm paraphrasing it slightly, but it was like, I saw all of you soy boy marks crying in the audience last Friday because a wrestler turned up to work. Such a great line. Yeah. Dan Lambert might be my favorite promo in AEW. He is... Tr- More than punk. It might be. He's <laughs> terrific. He's such a great heel. The, the whole idea as well was that because the fans aren't tough guys, they cheer for guys who aren't tough. Yeah, weak people cheer for weak people. Whereas these two are legit. And oh, I great motivation. Love it so much. I now <laughs> want to see Men of the Year get a big push yeah. with Dan Lambert cutting promos for them. Cut a promo on me, Dan Lambert. Mm. If I... If AEW ever come to the United Kingdom and I get the inter- chance to interview Dan Lambert, I will ask him to do it. Like, say, all in character and just roast him. He'll make you cry. Interview. And I would love... Because if I cry, that would be even better. <laughs> and the main event was Malachi Black versus Brock Anderson. Anderson. Uh, Arn Anderson's son. That I thought, as a match, a segment, this was fantastic. But the ending was... Just <laughs> felt flat a lot. So what happened, just to recap... Uh, Arn Anderson comes out to be Brock's in Brock's corner. Malachi Black, awesome entrance. Pretty much destroys Brock. But Brock gets a little bit in here and there just by using Arn as a distraction thing. But wins with a black mass. Are they calling it a black mass? I think so. Anyway, Arn then gets in to, to help Brock. And Black goes to hit him with a black mass. But Arn is like, denied! And blocks this kick. I thought it was awesome! But then he just hit the black mass anyway. Ah, so no, he hit a low blow first. He's Malachi Black! Exactly. He doesn't need to be kicking people. That's what he makes him a heel. A hundred-year-old Arn Anderson in the willy before hitting him with the black mass. Just knock him out. He could, well, he could have, but he's a heel. So he kicked you know, him in the He dick. had to kick him in the willy because Arn Anderson blocked his move. A hundred and fifty-year-old Arn Anderson was just like, I'm out-wrestling Malachi Black. What the? What was this? You know uh, that scene from The Matrix. I'm, I'm, Neo's just <laughs> and he's not even looking. <laughs> that's hard all <laughs> the time. Seconds. 
against Malachi Black. Also, why was this match as long as it was? It's Brock Anderson. It's Sunderson. Yeah, he, he literally sees a black mass in the face, born foot on the and and staring a hole at Arn Anderson. One, two, he three. He never sold for Brock. This this was I, I disagree. Malachi was always in control of this match. It was the length it was because he was making an example in front of Arn. It was kind of some mind games. Yeah, Arn got to block him. And then he got kicked in the dick. And then Lee Johnson of all this people runs down and Malachi Black's like, I think I've had enough for the day. I was like, what? why? Why have you had enough Lee of Lee Johnson? Why have you had enough of Lee Johnson? Yeah, this is where it fell flat because the crowd were, you know, way hey, you kicked two Andersons in the head. And then they should have just gone, that's it. That's that's the end of the show. But Malachi stayed out there for a while, and then this music hit, which I didn't recognize. <laughs> I was like, Buddy Murphy? <laughs> uh, and they weren't cutting to the entrance ramp. And then everyone, the commentators are like, oh, Lee Johnson's here. And no disrespect to Lee Johnson, but I was like, so? <laughs> and Lee Johnson slides into the ring and Malachi Black gets out and walks off. And I thought, what a, what a wet fart of an end. And then Malachi Black's like, you. Yeah. You. Like pointing up, like, like walking up the ramp, pointing Lee Johnson and being like, you and I'm like, just go kick him in the face. You're Malachi Black. Dustin Rhodes should have run out. If, if it, honestly, if this was me, if I was booking this segment, if Tony Khan had given me the book. Mm. He said, "Here you go, kid. You book the show." And I'm like, "Thanks, Tony. I can do this." I would have had Malachi Black and petition to not make that the Tony Khan voice. <laughs> <laughs> and you've seen how great I am at fantasy booking. I beat Denise Salcedo. <laughs> um, I would have had like Brock Anderson. Sunderson gets in the ring. Black Mass, foot, you know, foot on the foot on the chest, staring a hole in Arn Anderson. One, two, three, and then he picks him up with the foot. Mm. Arn Anderson gets in the ring. Sunderson falls down, and Arn Anderson like you knows to protect him and stuff. Black Mass, like Black Mass, Arn Anderson, Where's and knock block? him down. But Arn Anderson blocks it, right? No, and then you put Arn Anderson the foot and breaks his. Anderson in the corner and make him watch as I give Sunderson another black mass. Mm. Then Lee Johnson runs down. You give him a black mass because he's yeah. in Lee Johnson and no one cares. And then you do the same thing to Sunderson all the time while staring a hole in Arn Anderson. Because I think the match is Malachi Black versus Arn Anderson all out. No disrespect again to Lee Johnson. But Arn Anderson should now surely be in contention for the title. I mean, <laughs> honestly. I want Arn Anderson versus Miro. I, I, Tell I, me you don't want that. I mean, I would want it. I would absolutely. Match of kicks. Exactly. I'm Arn Anderson. Block. Game Spine over. Buster. Powers out. Yeah. If because like the other thing as well is that you know that at all out it's going to be Cody versus Malachi Black and Cody is going to win. So you just need to give Malachi Black a little bit. Don't have don't have Arn Anderson block his move. If if Arn Anderson had blocked the V trigger. What, or, what are the chats saying? I mean, they, they did not enjoy this. They did not enjoy the block. I, well, okay, well, let's have a thing. Have we got a, can we have a poll? Have we got a mod who can do poll? If we can. <laughs> Anderson doing a block. It's awesome. If we can. If we can get he a poll up. He got kicked in the dick eventually. <laughs> because he had to. He had no other option. He's like, oh my God, he's got a force field. <laughs> he's found my weakness. I need to stop him. Um, Arn learnt, though. You know, everyone says Arn Anderson is like a Borg. And do do they? Yeah. Oh, everybody, everybody, everybody. <laughs> no one ever. And Malachi no Black one has ever said the words. Do you know who Arn Anderson reminds me of? The unstoppable, adaptable Borg. The Borg. Yeah, from, from Star, Star Trek: Next, Next Generation. Generation. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone said that. And because Arn Anderson has already been black masked, he's adapted. 
And that's what the Borg do. They adapt. They it's assimilate. Arn Anderson. I know. Why are we? We're saying the same thing. Why are we protecting? Yes, Arn Anderson. Why are we protecting him? Uh, the actually, you know what? The block was cool. Arn is the enforcer, uh, so I bought into the block. It was dumb. I liked the block. Ridiculous. Block. 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 Block was stupid. Block was hilarious. <laughs> block Anderson. Block I enjoyed Anderson. The, I enjoyed the blocks. Arn's arms. Of course, you can do it. I just love. Yeah, I just love. Arms Anderson. Arms Anderson is also very good. Uh, overall, I gave this show a low four out of five, um, but really it's a three out of five show, a low three out of five show without that punk promo. Yeah, this was definitely for me. It was a three out of five show. I mean, a oh, poll is live. A poll is live. Fifty six percent is currently winning. Yay! Yeah. I, I, so I will. I Borg say, Anderson. Borg Anderson. I'm sure he won Wimbledon. Wasn't? Didn't he debut at um, SummerSlam this past? Oh, oh no, it was Gorg. Gorg, <laughs> Gorg versus Borg. Um, yeah, I would have also given the show a three out of five. And I'll be honest with you, my three out of five is elevated by that Punk and Dan Lambert's prime. Mm -hmm. And I had fun with the tag match as well. Looking at the community tab, thank you all so much who voted on our community tab. Uh, they're in agreement with you. 50% said four out of five, awesome. 14% uh, said five out of five. 31% said it was a three out of five middle of the road show. 3% uh, said 2 out of 5, 2% said 1 out of 5. A rare proper tapering off there on the lower bit. It really was, um, yeah. I'm out of breath from like shouting about Arn Anderson blocking. I tell you, he wouldn't be out of breath. Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson yeah, I, I got totally worked. Thank you to our wonderful $25 a month or more backers on Patreon. Go over to Patreon now and you can get your very own shout out as well as the uh, WrestleTalk Extra review of SummerSlam 2002. Which will be released tomorrow. It's I've been a busy week. It's been a very busy few weeks. <clears throat> like I've now got all the things I need to do, so I'm going to get that edited tomorrow. I don't think I'm going to be taking that day off I was supposed to. Oh, no. <laughs> Toilageddon. <laughs> Toilageddon runs wild. Well, I've got to do that interview in the morning, and then I've got the stuff. I'm doing, by the way, show tomorrow, the Rest Talk podcast tomorrow. It's me, Denise, and Sean Ross Sapp. Oh, cool. That, that will be good. That will be a really fun edition. I wish I could watch it, but true story, not the setup to a joke or anything, I'm meeting my long lost uncle that we only discovered that's, as a thing. Oh, is that tomorrow? Oh, that's tomorrow. exciting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so. Probably won't be around. <laughs> WrestleTalk Extra will be live tomorrow. Apologies that it's so late. It's so late, guys. We speculate on that. I was like, I wonder if Christian's going to win the Impact title. <laughs> How long ago we recorded it. But thank you to Le Chef de la Tribu, Links the Sun. The heir to the throne, Kate Ayers. They're crazy, not barren. I can take some kind of bump, Aaron. <laughs> Ross Pooper Scooper Cooper. The man with the scoops, Sean. Wrestle Talk's personal problem solver, Jamie Donovan. Splook's best friend, Adam Blamplate. Wingsuit Simpleton's bestie, Stickman, Stickman Fran. What's love got to do, got to do with it? Matthew Turner. Name of your 2000s pay-per-view, Chaos Rising. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class, on the 26th of August, 2021, Tower of London, Nigel Morris. As always, we've got loads of 
and they get a chance to get through. So let's get into them. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Aaron Smith. Hi, Ollie and Luke. Good evening from Australia. The pandemic and speak oh, right, uh, speaking out sapped a lot of my love from wrestling, but seeing Punk back has brought back my love for wrestling again. Love your work and thanks for the great content. Jam that jam. Tyler Soldis. Morning, guys. Is it just me or does the initials on Punk's shoe seem intriguing at all? From Rampage, he's had a CF and AC on either shoe and BW this week. What are your thoughts? Who's the CF? Uh, Chris Farley. What, back from the dead? Crikey. I mean, I know that Tony Khan is like over-delivering on some things. I yeah. don't think that's... I, do, you, do you want me to role-play Tony Khan trying to bring... No, 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 let's <laughs> not do that. Uh, we don't know, but we've already speculated on the others. Keith, below. Uh, hearing you talk about Brian and Punk, it made me remember that 2011 photo with all of the champions highlighting all of the young talent. Only two are left in WWE, and one of them is a commentator on NXT. Funny how much change... Uh, how much can change in a decade? God damn it. Yeah, you've won the poll. I mean, it won't, how much? It was 55 to 45. So I would say that has split opinions, yeah. though more people liked it than hated it. I would also say that those people who liked it are the Booker T's of this conversation. <laughs> Jaden McNally. Hey, mum and dad. Just got it from work. <laughs> still haven't seen the show. Was the show not that great? Or are people on a huge come down after the higher punks debut kiss? Uh, I would say watch it because it's dynamite. It's still really fun. A good show, just not the amazing show I think they should have capitalized on. Mm -hmm. uh, ben Vlarek. Criticism of my first AEW show aside, still so excited for Punk to finally be back. So much so, I bought the new shirt, framed it, and hung it on my wall. Shirt already feels legendary, like a legendary artifact of wrestling. Ha ha. Hopefully that's got the... I was the there. ice cream bar wrapper oh. as well. Have you seen how much they're selling for on eBay? Yeah, like $900. I was thinking we could get one and then do a video about it. And I'll do this face on the thumbnail. A fan is sending one to us. Well, yeah, but I don't know how. Letter? It's going to melt. It's an, no, it's no, ice they, cream. they've eaten the ice cream. Oh, right. Okay. That, well, that's slightly different. <laughs> Myron Speed, congrats. If they can roll out vaccines in, in refrigeration units, I they think, can get me an ice cream. I think a slightly bigger operation. Myron Speed, congrats, Luke. I'm sure you'll be a great D-A-T. Been thinking about Brian Danielson and AEW. Might be fun to reunite him with Rene Paquette to do a weekly recap of AEW a la Talking Smack. Would be a great way to cover the rankings. I want Rene on my TV. That's a banging idea. That's a fantastic idea, Myron Speed. Because you know who would really enjoy that? Danielson. Yeah. Uh, Brendan Irwin. Punk is such a trendsetter, a real maverick. He seems to come out and speak genuinely with passion and also manages to talk about an upcoming fight he's going to have with someone else who I want to see him win or lose to. Amaze. Dad that dad, Luke. Uh, Dorks of Wrestling. Hi guys, first time Omega chatting. It's going to be weird hearing you read my message. I watched Dynamite for the first time ever today. When CM Punk came out, I had to pause to control my breathing. Love your content, Jam that Jam. And LIW for life. God damn it, dorks of wrestling. Uh, Brett J. Rasmussen. I live in Milwaukee and was there live. The crowd chanting during Punk's promo was deafening. It was a great show and you guys need to watch Rampage on Friday. Of course, it was taped that night. Uh, so Brett's already seen it. Dan Lambert is just the best. I enjoyed the show a lot. It does help being there live. In mini walk age. <laughs> Brian Rust. My mother-in-law walked in... Is this... Oh, I thought it was going to be a joke. 
My mother in I'll read it like it was. My mother-in-law walked in the room at the start of Dynamite and asked about Punk. I explained he recently returned and showed her the video from Rampage. With no prior knowledge of who he is to us, she cried too. He is a handsome man. I would mm. probably cry at his handsomeness. My lady partner didn't. I showed, <laughs> I showed the video to her yesterday and she was bored. She just wanted Changing Rooms to start. Are you watching Changing Rooms, the reboot? Yeah. How is it? It's fine. It's exactly what it was before. Great yeah. telly. <laughs> Not Jackson Schaffer. One more time, LOL. Wow, so cool to see the initials of Bruce Willis and Aaron Carter on punk shoes. Oh, Aaron Carter's a good shout. I've seen some people suggest that the CF was Charlotte Flair. <laughs> He's tro That's trolling now. Yeah, yeah. He is trolling. No punk. Naughty. Uh, not Jackson Sheffield also said, Hi, icons. Brock was just murdered by Star in the Making, and I loved it. You know what else is going to get murdered? The holiday season when Black kicks Miro's head off to win the TNT <laughs> title on the Christmas Eve episode of Rampage, Black Christmas Kill. He also said, Luke, you're already the best dad, no question. Let's not go there yet. I might be terrible at this. Uh, so I've got to know, how would you have handled this situation? If Brock was your son, what would you have done? Ooh. I would have said, don't get, a, uh, don't get ahead of yourself, kid. You're not Sunberg. You've got to be SMRT. I am so smart. I mean, obviously, I would have dived in there to, to protect the child. And then I would have blocked. I'd have mm. learned uh, from him. And then maybe done like the uh, John Cena heart punch thing where you like charge up and then you go Hadouken. Yeah. And that would have taken out Black Mass. Uh, incorrect answer. You should shake your head in disappointment at your son's weakness. And walk away in disgust. Yeah, Old school parenting. <laughs> Bringing it back. Spider we all turn out so healthy. Spider 65. <laughs> Overall, a serviceable episode. Raiden Hater match wasn't great, but I'm impressed by Jamie Hater. The backbreaker and Lariat were chef's kiss. Really disappointed when Kojima was announced, but I'm hoping it will be a fun match. Gatecrasher forever said, show was average, punk promo good, cluster of women's match, uh, misstanding moonsault, and jobbers galore. <laughs> Gun Club versus Factory, what a dark elevation match. Yeah. Not even a dark elevation match, it was a dark match. Yeah. Uh, and a main event squash of Black, who did look badass versus Sunderson, with a save by another jobber, Lee Jobberson. Mont Blanc, hello you beautiful gents, so much good tonight. Cassidy becoming an honorary hardy for a night. MGF throwback to Jericho's security shirts. Jamie Hayter oh. had a fantastic showing. Danielson tees and an un into infinite reversal <laughs> strong style of the black mass. He, put, he pushed the button at the exact right time. Yeah. Kamal Arif, my favorite part of Dynamite this week is when the dinosaur shook hands with the Joker <laughs> after the tag eliminated match. Also imagine this. Punk and Malachi Black cutting promos on each other face-to-face, -face, both sitting cross-legged oh, in the ring. It's got to happen. Did you see the picture of them? Uh, they did like some sparring together the other day. And he posted a picture from their gym or whatever it mm. was. Like sat next, cross-legged to each other. Wow. I look cool. I look cool. Arrangers Mayhem. And then also Selena Vega was there. And she is like legit like five, five foot shorter mm. than everyone else. Selena Vega to AEW confirmed. I think so. You heard it here. Rangers Mayhem. This was a somewhat forgettable show. Tag match was good. It should always be Penta. Wondering if they're in a holding pattern for a week with all the non-compete ending at the beginning of next week. TK loves to give us surprises. We just got punk. Yeah. What more do you want? Well, so Ruby Soho and Buddy Murphy are the ones who expire next Wednesday. Eric said, hey guys, see you at the New York show. Well, you won't oh, be seeing us there because we're not going to be there. I wish I was going. Uh, Ten Rizza, 
I'm also so giddy about the idea of seeing AJ Lee back in a professional wrestling ring. It can't just be a nice line he added in with the Bryan tees. AJ Lee versus uh, with Rosa Baker, yes please. Which other women of the AJ Lee era would you run in? A healthy page return. I'm going to answer this honestly, Ten Rosa. None of them. Apart from Paige. Beth Phoenix. Uh, I guess like Awesome Kong Karma was a little yeah, bit before. Was, yeah, we're speaking specifically WWE. Mm. Like Aksana oh, maybe want to bring this? I said Karma. Okay. Uh, Aksana maybe. Gail Kim. Caitlin. I hey, I love Caitlin. <laughs> yeah, her in-ring five-star classics that she had time and time again. Not a real doctor. I don't know who else was there. I suppose Eve Mendes was mm. all right. Candice Michelle maybe. Wasn't a great era. Not a real doctor in training. On the fight feed, did you hear JR almost climaxing about Jamie Hayter? <laughs> Called her thick in his 90-second talk about strong legs. Not that JR only has two modes, salty and horny. <laughs> Still imagine Vince's climax over Kinky Cross on Raw. It was stronger. Christopher Jazzcat. I called it a year ago. I lost my damn mind when he showed oh, up. No. Raven is the new leader of the mm. Dark Order confirmed. It'd be amazing to see uh, him reignite his punk with feud. That was the feud that got me into Ring of Honor in the 2000s. Amazing stuff. Same here, by the way. That was the feud that actually got me. It was my first CM Punk like, exposure. was because someone said to me, like, oh man, you should see the work that Raven's doing in Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. And that was the time I watched like, a load of the promos that were coming together. I was like, this is so cool. Uh, the Guilty Hats. Dark Order versus Dark Order. Colt Cabana caught in the middle. Hangman watching on from a pub. Heartbroken that he's caused this rift while trying to save them. Are you trying to make me cry, Luke? Because <laughs> damn it, and it will not be pretty or manly. Blamble Cretor. Fancy booking. AEW announces all themes orchestral for New York and Countdown. The Dragon will open the show. Dragon Lee to AEW confirmed. End of the show. Orchestra theme medley transitions into Rise of the Valkyrie and Brian comes out. Theme mashup with the final countdown. That, that, I mean, I love the idea of an orchestral entrance, but I think that's something you do after the debut. Puddle Foster. I took my lady to see Dynamite yesterday. I'm not going to spoil anything, but Rampage is going to be effing sweet. Loved watching Malachi murder a little boy. <laughs> and, and then do the same with his father. But did he, though? <laughs> <laughs> J.S. Newton. <laughs> Colton Gunn being on Punk's one, first Dynamite will be important in two or three years. When Colton is the champion, he's the most protected wrestler in the company. I think he has got an incredible... He's got like 20 wins, hasn't he? Uh, Erky18, I don't need to see a Aren't Real Men promo from anyone, let alone someone doing a Cornet parody. Get Lambert's Fox News rant off my TV. I disagree with that. I Look, if someone says they don't like it because it's essentially a promo saying all of the rest of the wrestling you watch is fake and this is the real stuff, I can see why people wouldn't like that. Me personally... I think it's perfect because you play to your audience and he is a heel and he's directly calling out the audience for our stereotypes. And it, it's annoying. Yeah, because he's right. Yeah. I think it's really, really smart. I think he's a great character. Yeah. Breaking Sydney. I would like to see an AEW G1 tournament. Best in the world uh, with Rotunda, Cole, Danielson, Matthews, Hardcore, Cardona and Danhausen. I mean, Danhausen's side to ROH. That's probably not going to happen. But um, I think if you were to do an AEW G1 type thing i would like to see some more aew guys in there as opposed yeah. to just a load of other lads totally uh jamer 50 hi guys just wanted to say how much i enjoy these podcasts i became a patreon and was given a shout out on monday i was so thrilled i messaged my non-wrestling friend to tell her thank you so much jam that jam thank you jamer uh flim flam mandrew ollie claims to be such good friends with mjf but based on mjf's line about fozzy he's trusting luke to write his promos a real sign of friendship 
Yeah, he was burying not Fo like Fozzie. He was burying Fozzie in the promo, which makes him the biggest babyface. John Gunn. It's been a while since I found WrestleTalk, back when a different Owen was doing the news. Owen Davis. Mm. Wow. No relation. <clears throat> and what better use of my first Ultra Chat than to say congrats, Luke. Uh, from one expectant DAD to another, just don't forget the hospital bag. Yeah, we've already packed it. We've packed it. We've got some other stuff that we need to put into there. But the idea is now we're going to unpack it and then repack it. To kind of like like reassembling ready. a gun. Yeah, exactly. Do it yeah. blindfolded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because I'd imagine there'll be a period of time when my wife is just like screaming in agony and being like, pack the bag! And I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what's meant to go in this bag. Uh, Danny G. Hi guys, first stream I've been able to catch all week, so just a massive congrats to Luke. Little baby Gorg. <laughs> Actually fell asleep during SummerSlam, so that's not a great sign. Uh, not Jackson Schaffer. Call you guys icons because you two saved my life. After my parents divorced and a bad breakdown with online school, I found comfort in watching the podcast. Adam got me into WrestleTalk, but YouTube got me back into wrestling. Hashtag Black Kills Christmas. Uh, well, thank you very much for your those kind words, Jackson. Thank you. Uh, and I hope you somehow manifest the, the Miro Black match. Yeah. I mean, there's every chance. Unless, of course, Kingston wins the title in New York. He could win it back, though. Uh, Eric, just join your Patreon. You guys rock. Thank you, Eric. Everyone else, you know, sign up on Patreon. It's fun. And some last-minute chats that have come through here. James Hanley, I love that AEW's audience becomes disappointed when they only have a fair to good show. I thought the card wasn't paced well and that the show would have benefited from the Lucha Bros Vasty Blondes going on before the main event. Uh, Mishra, Misha Sumra, digressions. Disappointed by AEW and WWE women's divisions. Check out Pro Wrestling Eve's Wrestle Queendom show on Friday. Top tier UK indie fed, streaming worldwide. Bray to AEW, I'd rather see him in Impact. And then work with Rosemary and Crazy Steve, etc. Uh, sure. Yes, everyone go check out Eve. They're fantastic. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dean Barretton, three out of five for me. I love Punk's promo, but this show was average. Quite sloppy as well. Even the Lucha Bros and Varsity Blondes had some dodgy spots at the start. Aren't to withdraw his testicles. The next time Black goes for that move, Borg. Yes, because he, he adapts. <laughs> Oh, I see. That's what he's going to do. Try and kick him in the dick. <laughs> Nothing there, pal. Spinebuster. Uh, James Hanley. Lambert may be the missing part for Sky and Page. It's not that they are bad promos, but Lambert's such a natural asshole that he adds so much more to the group. I think the Bucks are losing it all out and the tag division is going to explode again. I think the Bucks are losing because the whole point of the cage match is to be able to keep the rest of the elite out. Mm. And finally from Tem Ruzza. Oh, no, two more. Uh, last one, guys. When do you get Living Colour in live for the Punk entrance? Hi from Australia as well. I hope it's better than when they did it at WrestleMania because the lad missed his cue and had to be like, Look at my eyes! <laughs> what do you see? Maybe double on that thing. Uh, and finally, Breaking Sydney. Thinking about the triple threat and four-way matches have a special psychology about them. AW haven't really used this, but who would you want to see and what are the stakes? Dark Order leadership? Create a Starscream-style Dark Order villain? Negative one's the leader of the Dark Order. Mm. I don't think we need to have another leader of the Dark Order. Well, we had that three-way uh, match at Double or Nothing, which is really good. Oh, yeah, we did, yeah, for the title. But they are quite rare. Mm. Uh, when the story calls for it. Maybe an elite match somewhere yeah. down the line. I also think a tag match <clears throat> makes more sense because what you'll end up is, is having is Uno and Grayson squaring off against Reynolds and Silver. So you may as well just do it as a tag match. And another one's come in. James Markin. What a fun show live. It was so loud in the building. It was surreal. Get ready for Rampage's match of the year on Friday night. 
Punk had people run back into the building for the closing dark segment, but he can't move the needle. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's open this back. Yes, boy. please, let's do it. So, uh, do you want me to get the email up? It doesn't really... Yeah, if you want to talk about the journey. So, you may remember, back in the old days, we used to have two hammers. Uh, they were like Bludgeon Brothers-style uh, right hammers here. and stuff. Oh, one of them is here. These are, these were made for us. In fact, this one's in fact got my, got my name on it. And it says swapped on the other side. These were made for us by a pledge hammer uh, by the name of Chris Jenkins. Tell you how old these are, look, it's even got Wrestle Ramble written on it. That's yeah. it's and it's got the old WrestleTalk logo. So we used to have these as our like Bludgeon Brothers style things. And then there was a certain match at Hell in a Cell 2019, which inspired Chris to make us some different kind of hammers. Um, and he then sent that across to us. He'd finished it and sent it across to us. And it arrived just after we'd left the office because of the pandemic. So it then got sent back to him in the US. He's been holding on to it since then and has now sent it back to us. And it's got, oh, it's got a package and everything. It says, Ollie, happy times. Your favorite wrestler in the most memorable moment of his career. So, I've mean, got another one here as that's well. That's for you. Ollie, sad times. Remember this sad moment fondly. What is my name doing on this list? Well, that's the so Festival are, of Friendship. So those are both for you. Do you want me to get the, do you want to open up those and we'll get the hammer down? Oh no, there's presents for me too. Oh, wow. It smells musty in here. Oh, what? What you got? A Milkomania! Oh, that's cool! Oh my god, that's so cool! Is it like the... Oh, don't tear it, don't tear it. Don't tear it. It's, uh, it's got sort of Velcro. Oh no. Velcro's here. Yep. Look at this, guys! Oh, thank you so much, Jink! Yeah! Oh, that's so cool! Oh, awesome! Oh, that's rad! Oh, that is awesome! Look at the spunky milk! You see it at the top? Oh my, he's like getting it all over his face! That's great. <laughs> Geology. Oh, I've never seen these sets. Um, I think there's actually more presents in here, by the way. Blimey. So, one so of this is a Festival of Friendship set. One of, oh, them, one of them has come out of its wrapping already, but it is a Hot Wheels turtle van. Oh, it's got my name on the back oh, of it. Yes. That is Obviously rad. Is. That's so cool. That's going on my desk. That's actually in the Hot Wheels <gasps> game. What have you got? Oh, oh cool. Oh, my God. Oh, you didn't have to do this, This Jenkins. is so nice. This is like Christmas. Look at that. The Festival of Friendship. Major mm -hmm. Figures podcast has got nothing on us. It's also for you. <clears throat> this is so incredibly generous. I'm, I'm kind of blown away by this. But I am blown away by this. And this, this is like, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm in present opening mode now. What else have you got? I think it's just a loose figure. It is. Is that a Kurt Angle? It's a little Kurt Angle. It's a bald Kurt Angle. Ah, another wrestler for the set. Yeah, we're supposed to on mic to get the rustling. Oh, those are so cool. So I've got oh, I've got also a loose figure, and it looks like I've got some socks as well. <gasps> cool. I've got some Back to the Future socks. It's got Doc Brown on them. <laughs> and Marty McFly. Those are cool. You know you said how these were like a time capsule yeah. for 2019. I think it's just a time capsule for our childhoods. And it's Raven! Of course it's Raven. Look at Raven. Look at Raven right there. So that's a TNA Raven figure, that. But we're all here for the main events. 
And that is this hand. Did you finish off the the, the handmade uh, mallet? Oh, uh, what do you mean? Do you We're reading his email. Shall I, uh, oh yeah, you do. Uh, I'll, I'll do these, and then we'll get the mallet out. So you're gonna have to be, bear with me. But this says that this is my uh, my favorite line from your favorite movie. Oh, it's a great T-shirt. Lovely stuff. <laughs> Love great T-shirts. Why I'm wearing a black one. If someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. That is a great, wonderful T-shirt. What's that? From? It's from Ghostbusters. It's when um, uh, Gozer essentially says, "Goes, are you a god?" Mm. He goes, "No." <laughs> then die. Where's <laughs> he goes? Ray, if someone asks if you're a god, you say yes. This one uh, comes with batteries. This one does come with batteries. Very sexy. <gasps> oh, I think I know what this is. This what? is this is the blockbuster party game. Oh my god! Look at that. It's got a sound effect. You've got um, yeah. The golden age of video rentals is back with a party game starring the movies you know and love. Oh, like cool. all the great blockbusters, this one is a double bill. Part one is a movie buzzer battle. Part two is a triple charades jeopardy. Let the good times roll. That that video cassette is just making me feel things. I know, it really does, doesn't it? Wow. I've actually been tempted to buy this recently because I because I like the box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a really cool box. Well, should we make this happen? Yeah. Here it comes. Right. This is what... Yeah, I think I need your help, like uh, yeah. Sword in the Stone. Okay. I'll so this was, this was handmade by Chris Jenkins, our wonderful patron, who also sends us all this. In the closest space. Here it comes. It's heavy! Oh my god, that is... Oh my god. Come on, yank, yank it out. Throw all this out of the way. Oh wow. Yank it out, come on, you, you got this. You got this. Look Whoa. at that. Whoa! Let's try and get some of this. Oh my god. <laughs> it is a legit fiend mallet. It's some kind of mallet. It's a wrestle talk mallet. Made back when the fiend was cool. Oh, oh my god, that's so cool! It's so rad. It's got Wrestle Talk on the side. WrestleTalkMerch.com. It's even got the foreign object stuff on the on the side, which is rad. Hurts there. That. It says "Let him in" on the handle. Jesus. <laughs> we can't. But I guess we can put it like that. Yeah. Wow. Oh, look oh, at that go. Thank you so much, Chris. That's rad. I'm, I'm meeting my. Uh... Well, that's on Friday. It's like the whole week. Yeah. Doing this. Well, no, I'm just. It's just Friday. The rest of the weekend, I just drinks, just drinking. Yeah. So I haven't told this on my on on the podcast, but this is a this is a thing. Is this, I, isn't a, this isn't a work. Bro. No, no. And I asked my dad if it was okay to um, to share it on the podcast if it ever came up, and he was like, uh, "Yes. What 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 what's a podcast? <laughs> Where can I listen to it?" And then my mum texts me immediately after. This was like a month ago. Like my mum texts me immediately after. Oh, we've downloaded the podcast apps. How do we listen to it? When's it going to be out? I was like, I'm not going to talk about it now. Too keen. Anyway, um, they what happened? So my dad was raised 
by his mum, never knew his dad, uh, in in relatively poor working class conditions, and he's he's just never known his dad. Always tried to search for him,、um, but you know he got pretty close about fifteen years ago. But it seemed like the 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 biological dad had passed on. He was like this this guy who was in the army, sort of went around a bit, and we thought nothing of it. Anyway, fast forward to about two months ago. My sister did the online DNA test, where it links up your family history, and she did that in like 2018. And she was just bored one day. She hasn't looked at it since. She logs in. There's a message from someone with the same last name that my dad had tracked down, who we thought was his dad, and he had a 97% DNA match with my sister. Whoa! And we're like. Hang about. This looks pretty,、uh, pretty legit. Long story short, my dad. We make contact with this person. He's my dad's long lost brother that he never knew. That's amazing. It doesn't end there, because on their first call, like this, this new, this new uncle, surprise uncle, is eight years younger than my dad. And my, you know, it's beautiful for my dad because he's always been sort of. Alone in that regard, but now he's got like a brother, and they're having this conversation over the phone. First time they've ever chatted, getting on really well. He looks like my dad as well,、mm. in that like he's got the same eyebrows. We've all got the same giant eyebrows. And he says, "Oh God, like I can't believe this is happening again." This surprise uncle, and my dad says, "What? What do you mean?" And he was like, "Oh, you don't know. I I found someone else." <gasps> Another brother from another mother, <laughs> who was born a few years before you, to my dad. Not only that, it's two of them. They're twins. <laughs> Crikey! He's now got three siblings. Exactly. He's got he's got three surprise uncles.、Uh, sorry, three surprise brothers. I've got three surprise uncles. I've got loads of cousins, and yeah, we're we're gonna meet them tomorrow afternoon. All of them. No, we're just going to meet the because the the twins are from Belgium. Ooh, cool,、uh, exotic.、Mm. Weirdly, my lady partner's family is from Belgium,、Uh-oh. and now I'm like, <laughs> is this one of those things? Oh no! Where, like that, you, you feel a real attraction to your your sister that you never knew. Not the front page of Pornhub. Exactly. It's all. It's the rage these days. <laughs> and yeah, that's.、Uh, Yeah, so it's just the just the original shock uncle、mm. who was born in England actually had quite a wealthy upbringing. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. So it's kind of like a have and have not scenario. Oh wow.、Mm. This is literally like Prince and the Pauper. Exactly. How exciting! That's very cool. Obviously, you told me that story、uh, already.、Mm. I, I, every time I hear it, <laughs> it's really really cool. I, I said I, I said to my family, we've just burnt through five years of storylines. <laughs> we've hot shotted the family. Yeah, exactly. There, there will never be a more interesting thing to happen to most people we know. A long lost brother, and another long lost set of brothers. Not only that as well. I just want to highlight the long lost brother who had the wealthy upbringing. Exactly, it's all there. Oh, my! my so it's like sister, sister. Yeah, and got, obviously because I never knew my granddad, and he's passed on, but、uh, never seen pictures either. And you can kind of see the resemblance between him and my father. He was like an army guy who trained the SAS、wow. in jungle combat. No, that's nuts. And that there's a 
there's a um so my dad found like a managed to track down a a passage from like an old army guy's autobiography and he was like i think he's talking about my dad here and so, sort of pretty much confirmed now and he is described as a womanizing alcoholic <laughs> Where the joke was, he was always very merry if he did, like, but he had to have a drink. Right. And he looked really, really sad if he didn't have a drink. But um, the joke was, he would have whiskey on his cornflakes. Oh, wow. Oh, bloody hell. That's a, that's a bloke, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's a bloke. A bloke with a problem, but still. It's a bloody bloke. And I said to my dad, what happened to us? <laughs> Surely this... This proves nurture over nature here. I cried when a wrestler returned. I've got no chin, Dad. <laughs> my mum, uh, so my mum's mum died when my mum was like five, mm. five or six. By that point as well, she'd had six kids. Wow. And my mum's the eldest. And they don't really know a lot about my mum. Oh, two of them are twins. Right. Oh, yeah, I was, I was trying to do the maths there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Irish twins. I mean, all of them that are Irish twins, it. essentially. Um, yeah, because my mum's one of seven. And Roman Catholics. Oh, you mean they are Roman Catholic, but the, oh. the, the joke is you call them Irish twins. As soon as like you've had birth, like, you're basically pregnant again. Right. And so they're born <laughs> very, very close to each other, Irish twins. Um, and so they don't really know a lot about my my nan, my mum's mm. mum. And my mum has been spending like the last so many years trying to like track down some information about her. And all of a sudden, she got like a match through that thing, mm. being like, "This person knows your mum." And like here is like the DNA match and everything. Like, and apparently when you contact the people, like we contact the company, you have to give like as much information as possible. And so like my mum spent like you know a whole day like drafting up this email to like telling the story about like her mum and this and the other and all like the details that she's got. She press sends. The following day she gets a response. It's from her sister. Being, what? Being, being like, yeah, I know she's my mum too because her sister's already signed up for the program as well. And that was the match that the database put together was like. Oh, but you know who no, the no, sister no, yeah, is. Yeah, yes, my auntie Oh, it's, it's my auntie oh <laughs> that's not as fun. So Riley gets this email from my mum. Oh. It's just like this. And she just responds with, I know her and she's my mum too. LOL. <laughs> LOL. Oh, what gif do you reply to someone <laughs> if, the, if you get that? You do the crying, with la you do the crying laughter emoji, <laughs> I think. Um, Shrug. Daniel, so this is from Dan, uh, Dano, who's one of our longtime patrons, requested <coughs> to be in the AEW outro. He said, hey, gents, been a hot minute since I emailed last, November 2020 to be exact, so I figured I would say hello there. I'll be honest, my enjoyment of wrestling has been waning with WWE. Since Hell in the Cell 2019, it's been a slow decline with some flashes in the pan where my interest would go up and be dashed again, the two spots being Royal Rumble 2025, like Funhouse, that's obviously up. Mm. Um, but when the pandemic started and the first Black Friday happened, I lost most of my interest and continued to deteriorate away. Even NXT couldn't really keep my interest, and I love the Gargano Champ a few. With this year's release, especially Bray, I've all but given up. Still, they have, uh, still, uh, still had that thought that maybe SummerSlam would be that kindling spark. But Becky's return and completely jobbing Bianca, I'm done with this company. Custom and their obsession with nothing but moments. I'll still listen to the podcast, but I will never, ever be giving them any money to that company. AEW, on the other hand, I've still been enjoying thoroughly when I've got time to catch it. But working in a hospital during the pandemic has been more than draining. Collectively, everyone in my hospital is beyond burnt out, especially since nearly every department is working short staffed. COVID numbers are rising in. Hospital is almost always at capacity. I personally have had to pull back from my 15-hour days. Beginning to hear cult of personality again and seeing, listening to Punk's promo, my interest in professional wrestling has been completely rejuvenated. 
Thanks once again for all the content, providing a small distraction from the absolute train wreck this pandemic has been. I'll be seeing you all soon for a lovely time with All Out and the boys. Jam that jam. Your loyal patron since December 2017. Oh. He's no jackass, Dano. Thank you, Dano. So many viewers of ours are in the healthcare professions. Mm -hmm. Good people. Good, good people. Cut a, a, a positive you people promo there. Um, right, well, let's um, let's wrap this uh, episode up because Rich has just asked me to do some more work for him. So that's, that's a bit of fun. Cheers, Rich. Um, but we're going to be out of here. A reminder, tomorrow, the WrestleTalk podcast, it's me and Denise with Sean Ross Sapp, which I'm sure is going to be a heck of a lot of fun trying to stop Sean from swearing on my show. <laughs> Thank you all so much. Keep for it monetized. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Also, thank you to Chris Jenkins for those amazing gifts and all that sort of stuff. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Love you. Bye. I went for stop button. There it is. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.